welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. I was very young, living with my grandparents, barely could even talk, just learning how to talk. That's how young I was. My brother and I were downstairs, and uh, my uncle was living there at the same time. He had a very nice, brand new pool table. It was real expensive. We weren't allowed to play on the pool table or anything. We were too small, and so that was the rules of the house. But my brother had a real good thought, and he thought he'd paint it. So he went in and opened up the cans of paint, the gallons of paint, and he got the paintbrush, and he started slapping paint all over this beautiful pool table. And I wanted to play, because that was my big brother, so I wanted to, you know, so with one hand, I kid you not, he was painting with one hand and pushing me down with the other hand as I'm trying to take the paintbrush. And then he did something very strange, and I, I didn't understand it at the time. He stopped and he handed me the paintbrush and he gave it to me. <laughs> and he went up the stairs, listen, And he says, he told my grandmother, he says, you you have to come downstairs. Joey's painting the pool table. Good thing he was covered with paint, though. (laughs) And she was wise enough to know we were both painting the pool table. And so we got, I'd never seen my grandmother so upset. And my grandfather tells a story when he came home. He, was, he loved telling this, like one of his favorite stories to tell about me. But I guess that what I did, I remember it too, but uh, that when he came home, I said, Grandpa, you know, we painted the pool table. I said, Grandma did this. Upstairs, boom, 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 upstairs. Come on downstairs, boom, 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 upstairs. Come on downstairs, boom, 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 upstairs. In other words, every time she thought about how bad it was, she would tell me to come downstairs and she would spank me again. <laughs> and I thought about that story because I think God's not going to do that. He's going to boom, boom, boom. He is going to deal with the wicked, deal with the evil, and it's going to be complete. It's all over. His wrath will be complete. He, he, he won't walk around with his wrath anymore. He'll deal with wickedness and evil. It'll be done away with once and forever. Once and for all, excuse me. And that's it. It's complete. Back to our text, verse 2. And I saw something like a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who have the victory over the beast, over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, standing, don't miss that, standing on the sea of glass, having harps of who? Isn't that awesome? You know, God's going to hand out harps to people to play. I wonder if we need music lessons to play these or if it's just going to be instant that we can play. I don't know. I think it'll be instant. John the Apostle sees this sea of glass mingled with fire. If you recall in chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, when we were in chapter 4, there was a sea of glass. Remember, it was like crystal. And remember where it was? It was before the throne of God. It's a wonderful picture because when a king rules and reigns and he has his throne, typically he has a lot of pavement in front of him and it's usually elevated and people have to come up a stair, but no one's allowed to step on that platform unless the king says it's okay, you can enter the platform. He has a scepter in his hand and if he, someone would step up there and he allowed him to come up, if he went like this with his scepter, that's not a good thing. That means instant death. Do you know that? 
But even to step up on the platform to a king, you, you have to be summoned to come up. So you see this group summoned by God, come into my presence. And it's a closeness, it's an intimacy. It's, it's God calling his people saying, come near to me. Come and sit. He's accepting this group close to him. And it's a beautiful picture of God just wanting to have that closeness with mankind, these that were martyred, these that were killed on the earth, and he's welcoming them in. And you see this platform that's in front of him, and kings would typically have like marble or different things, but this is, it's, it's transparent, and there's this fire. Fire throughout scripture stands for judgment. It's a sea C throughout scripture stands for the multitudes of people. Possibly this shows they're standing on this platform that standing showing victory. And I believe possibly showing they have victory over the fiery trials that will happen down on the earth because God's judgment, his fiery judgment is going to strike the earth. But yet they're taken out of the earth and they're standing there in victory before the presence of God. It's a beautiful picture. Even a harp is a symbol for triumph and celebration. Did you see the triumph that we had here in California just recently? Remember this? No more church bans. California Governor Newsom ordered to pay $1.35 million in legal fees. Listen, guys, he has to pay that personally. That's not the state of California. Personally, he has to pay one35 why does he have to pay that? Can I read it to you? For shutting down churches. This week, California District Court approves the settlement of Harvest Rock Church and Harvest International Ministries lawsuit against Governor Gavin Newsom, establishing the first, listen, first statewide permanent injunction in the country against COVID restrictions on churches and places of worship. It's personal. Why? Because he was told by the Supreme Court, stop it, stop it, stop it, and he didn't stop it. He kept putting restrictions on the church, which is wrong. That's why here at this church, we, when the Lord says, open the doors, we open the doors. This is not a state-run church. Shame on the state-run churches that were listening to this guy. But that's a victory for the church. This is great. This is, again, this is the first statewide permanent injunction in any country against COVID. This is a huge thing for the church. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. Amen. But these, don't lose the picture. These martyrs, those that are standing there, it's a picture of great victory. God gives us victory. Victory over the world, victory over sin, victory over the devil. I, I continue to encourage you, don't let the devil win in your life. Don't let the world take over your thoughts and the things of, of you. Don't be conformed to this world. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye by the renewing of? Yes, be transformed by the renewing of. Do not be conformed to this world. Tuesday night, how many was here Tuesday night to listen to the testimonies? Keep your hands up. Wow, you guys missed a real awesome night. Awesome, thank you for putting your hands up. You guys need to go back and watch it because we had four people do testimonies. It was powerful, guys. Why? They were boasting in God. They were boasting in the victory they have through Christ Jesus. They're telling their testimony, their God stories, what God did in each individual life. And I'll tell you what, it was so, so encouraging. God gives us victory. It, listen, if we allow him to, 
If we allow him to, the choice is yours. God wants us to be victorious. I pray that we're all walking victoriously in Christ. We're in a battle. This is real. We're in a real battle. But God wants us to be victorious. God wants you to have victory over the world. God wants you to have victory. And through, listen, through the battles, through the testing and all, God is maturing you if you will allow him to. I run into people sometimes that I've known for many, many years, maybe 10, 15, 20, 25 years, and they're like, you know, and you, you talk to them and you, you see where they're at, and it's like they're still the same place they were 15, 20 years ago. Why? Because they're not allowing the Lord to do, make the changes in their lives. They're not having victory. They're just saying, well, you know, I'm still doing this, still doing that. And it's like, why? We serve an all-powerful God that lives inside of us. He's going to put us through tests. He's going to put us through trials. But guess what, guys? It's an open book test. We've got the answers. It's applying those things. We can know that head knowledge. We can have the head knowledge of it. Jesus Christ, when he was tempted, remember, to turn, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and the, the devil tempted him to turn the rocks into bread. And he said, man, she said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord, right? He quotes scripture. But then he didn't say, well, that was a pretty good su suggestion. Let me turn these rocks into bread and eat the, he, he followed through with what he knew. As an example to us, God gives us great victory. God wants to give you great victory. I pray that you're walking in the victory that he has for you. Back in our text, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the, can we say that together? Lamb. Lamb, saying, great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are your ways, O king of the, king of the saints. They're singing the song of Moses. We read that for our scripture reading. But the song of the Lamb, that's Jesus. Moses represents the law. Jesus represents love and grace and mercy. These two songs. The children of Israel, when they were on the other side, when they made it to the other side of the, the Red Sea, they sang this song of victory, boasting in God. And I, I believe the similarity, these martyred ones are standing in heaven. They made it to the other side, and they're singing this song of victory, this song boasting and how great God is. Interesting, I read that it was approximately like 3,500 years when they sang this song, and it's interesting, it's still the number one hit in heaven after that, all that time. It's, <laughs> it's an oldie but goodie. It made the top 10 heavenly charts, but they both make it to the other side. They're boasting in the Lord. I believe it's so important for us to boast in God, talk about how wonderful he is. I call them God stories. That's why I love testimonies, they're God stories is Jeff and Natalie, Kevin and Judy, they're sharing their stories. They're like, yes. And you can relate. It's like, that's a God story. And ju just as unique as our fingerprints are, that the, our stories are unique. Our, our stories, they have some similarity with God being you know, victorious in our life, but it's just so unique for each person. Why? Because we have a very unique God that, that works very intimately in every one of our lives. Again, if we we'll, we'll allow him to, but we're to boast on these things. Are you sharing your stories? It's an encouragement. Share Boast in the Lord. Share those stories. I remember my sister for many years, 13 years. She accepted Christ 13 years before me. Every time I ran into her, she had a new story of what God was doing in her life. 
And I would think either she's crazy or God is real. <laughs> I mean, she would talk as if this was her best friend. And she'd say, oh, yeah, God did this today. God did that today. And I'm thinking, wow, is God that real in people's lives? Now, all these years later, I can say, yeah, he wants to be. He wants that intimate relationship with you. He wants you to have God's stories that you can tell others and boast in him. You see, if you're boasting, though, in yourself, you, again, beware, don't boast in yourself. God will share his glory with who? No man, nobody. I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you have. We have a president that doesn't boast in God. Matter of fact, the National Day of Prayer, he never even mentioned God. First time in history, the president never mentioned God in the National Day of Prayer. Biden becomes the first president to omit God from National Day of Prayer proclamation. So here, I didn't know this. Did you know this? By 1952, there was a law that every president must issue a proclamation designating a National Day of Prayer. So it's law. He had to do it. But guess what? He did it, but he never mentioned God. It's important who we put in office. It's important who represents us. We need to put godly people in office, not people that don't talk about God. On a National Day of Prayer, you don't even mention God? Who are we praying to? Again, we're called to boast in the Lord. Makes me think of Jeremiah 9.23. I love these verses here. Thus says the Lord. Listen up. Thus says who? The Lord. Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom or boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his, can we say it together? Riches. But let him who glories or boasts glory in this, that he under, listen to this, this is what God wants us to boast in, that he understands and knows who? Me. Me. Relationship, intimacy, closeness. That's what we boast in. I know God. I understand his ways through his word. I know him intimate, intimately. And then he says that I am the Lord, exercising what? Loving kindness, judgment, as we see here, and righteousness in the earth. For in these, you want to know what God delights in? Right here, guys. I delight, says the Lord. I delight in this. I delight in those that know me, those that understand me, those that understand that I have loving kindness and that I judge that's what God delights in. Another passage that goes great with this. It says, great is the Lord, Psalm 145.3. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And in his, what? Greatness is unsearchable. And his, excuse me, in his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your work to another. Tell your kids how great God is. Boast in the Lord and shall declare your mighty acts. Greatness and might, greatness and might. One more, Psalm 145, 6. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts, and I will declare your greatness. Greatness and might, his greatness, his might. That's who he is. That's who God is. Good side note regarding all this. The song of Moses that we read in our scripture reading, Exodus 15, is the very first song recorded in the Bible. The song of the Lamb, as we see here in Revelation 15, the song of the Lamb is the very last song recorded in the Bible. You have the first and the last recorded, the songs that these, this group is going to sing. Who shall not fear you, they go on to say, 
O Lord, and glorify your name, for you alone are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifested. The word manifested simply means to appear. They're boasting in the Lord and they're saying, your judgments are right before our eyes. We see, Lord, how you're righteously judging the earth. But notice five times in this short verse, you notice it says either you or yours. You. Who shall fear you? Glorify your name, for you are holy. Goes on, all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments have been manifest. You, yours, you, yours, you, yours. In other words, their eyes are totally focused on the Lord. And I just want to use this to encourage every one of us as believers, keep your focus on him. Peter walked on water. Why? He just kept his eyes on Jesus. Jesus said, come out. He came out. Everything was fine until he took his eyes off Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Keep looking to him. Keep putting him first. I'll tell you what. I mess up so many times when I take my eyes off of Jesus. I realize I need him for everything. That's a good place to be. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, I literally saw glass, broken glass as I was praying. And I looked at that glass and I basically said, God, this is my life. It's broken. I have nothing to offer you. And my prayer was, God, can you take this nothing and do something with this nothing? I I made a total, total mess out of my whole life. And I can stand up here and say, God can do something out of nothing. It's called bara in Hebrew. God's the only one that can do that. And we have to, listen, be encouraged today. Please keep your eyes, your mind, your focus on Jesus. For we can do all things, all things, not some things, not most things. We can do all things through Christ that gives us our strength. We can do all that he's called us to do. He will accomplish it in and through you, but you have to keep your eyes on him. Notice, you, yours, you, yours, you, yours, you, God, you, God. Their their total focus is on him. And I pray that happens in our lives. Keep focus on him. He is great. He's awesome. He is good. He's the only one worthy of praise. For the believers that are here today, if you're a believer in Jesus, can you raise your hand if you've accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Wow. Awesome. I just love the look of that. I wish I could have a picture of that. That's so awesome. (laughs) For all of us that are believers, I, I believe this is a reminder. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your focus on him, guys. Keep boasting in how good he is. This is not a time to mess around. This is not a time to be caught up in the world. This is not a time to be caught up in sin. If you are caught up in sin, if you've drifted away from the Lord, can I please encourage you, get back to him. Draw near to him. You need him for everything. I pray you know that. For anyone here that's searching, anyone online, if you're just searching right now, can I please beg of you, Give your life to Christ today. Surrender your life to Jesus now, today. Today is the day, not next week. You might say, well, you know, pastor, I got a few things to do. No. Do you know the Bible says you're not guaranteed tomorrow? Today is the day of salvation. Today, if you'll hear his voice, draw near to him. Accept him as your personal Lord and Savior. You see, you're a sinner, and your sin separates you from a holy God. Jesus Christ died on the cross to take away your sin, that you can have full communion with God. You see, there was separation that took place in the garden when Adam and Eve, when they sinned, 
They spiritually died. God used to walk in the midst of the garden with them in the cool of the day, and they would commune with God, but separation took place. Sin separated them from God. That's why Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. All of sin, we all fall short of the glory of God. But God sent his son into the world to die for your sin, that you can have full, full communion with God. He'll take away your sin. You have to admit you're a sinner, and you have to repent of your sin. And you have to believe that he died on the cross. He rose from the dead on the third day. Do you believe that? I pray so. Have you received it? You know, I've been many years just intellectually believing that. And finally, one day, I received it. I received him into my life, and I became born of his Holy Spirit. His spirit now lives inside of me. It's not just a matter of intellectual belief. Do you know the Bible says that demons even believe and they tremble? That's pretty scary. That means the demons, their theology is good. They believe Jesus Christ died on the cross. They believe he rose again on the third day. They know that. They were there. They saw the whole thing. They believe he conquered the grave. So intellectually believing it doesn't change you. You must admit you're a sinner, repent of your sin, and accept Christ Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and be filled with his Holy Spirit. Today, 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 today is the day. As we close, I want to share this with you. Just a little illustration Toothbrush, I don't even know. What, what do we pay, like sometimes two, five dollars, a real nice one, maybe a little bit more. How about a used toothbrush? What do you pay for that? <laughs> Nothing. Unless it was once owned by Napoleon. His toothbrush went for $21,000. Fake pearls, not real pearls, fake pearls, I don't know, ladies, 15, 20, 30, I don't know. I've never bought fake pearls before. They're not worth much unless they belong to this lady right here, Jackie O. How about $211,500, fake pearls. Sheet music, you can many times get it online for free. Sometimes you have to pay a few dollars for it, but if it's from Beethoven and it's signed, 2.1 million pounds, which is over $3 million for a piece of paper. It's not what it is, it's who it belongs to. That's what gives it value. As a believer, we belong to God through Jesus Christ. And we are very, very valuable to him. His greatness, he's great, he's mighty, but listen, his greatness by his Holy Spirit lives inside of us. We are made in the image of God. No other creature that God has ever created is made in the image of God. Only mankind, that's us. We're made in his image. He created us. He is great. He is greatly to be praised. He is mighty. And if you yield yourself to him and his Holy Spirit, he will accomplish great and mighty things through our lives, not because of us, but in spite of us. Those that are standing In heaven, the ones we've read about, most likely the tribulation saints, that's who we just read about, they suffered greatly on this earth. They will suffer greatly on the earth, but they'll stand before God. We'll already be there. We have a short time here, guys. We serve a great and mighty God, the mighty one. I pray, I pray, I pray that the Lord would take hold of each one of us take hold of our lives for his glory. And I also pray, again, if you're here and you've not accepted Christ, make today your day of salvation. Call out to him. Seek him. 
He's seeking you. The Bible said Jesus came to seek and to save those who are lost. Are you lost today? God wants to find you spiritually and change your life today. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10.45 a.m., and 12.30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. Hopefully, we'll see you here later today. God bless you. You have been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Now, may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory.